0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. I am the host of the day. My name is Corey. Welcome to the show. I have a wonderful guest here who I'm going to introduce in a second. But first, I'm going to to lead us in with a little bit of a message from the podcast. In late 2022, we as a group, me, my wife Connor, and uh, our third co-host Bones decided to commit As much as possible to American made products. And this started off kind of small with clothing. And so I found a company called Origin through the Jocko podcast and invested pretty heavily into that. And in 2023, we decided to, as much as we possibly can, commit to buying American products. And there's a lot of different ways we can do that. We can invest dollars back into America, into our local communities. We can't always change kind of the crazy political climate that we currently live in, but we can support each other in real ways and ways that support the community. So we're expecting a baby. Brian, I did not know if you know this, but we're expecting a baby into March. And we decided to build a home gym. And uh, in the process of doing that, it's just another way to find more small American-made companies that are doing awesome shit here in America. And that's something that we chose to do. And in that process, I was looking for dumbbells. And dumbbells, for whatever reason, I went to Rogue, Sornex, all these bigger companies that touted to be a lot of American-made stuff. None of them had American-made dumbbells. Uh, All the rubber-plated dumbbells, all the steel-loadable dumbbells, we're all made somewhere else other than the United States. And so I was scrolling on Instagram one day on the doom scroll and a company called Wait It Out popped up as an advertisement. And I was like, this is, and it said, it said big, in big letters, 100% American made. And I was like, all right, that sounds like something I'm interested in. So I clicked on the link, ended up on the website, and I think probably by the end of the day, I was ordering a set of loadable dumbbells and uh, 120 pounds of weight or whatever. And so far, it's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed the weights. I'm really anal about how they mount on my rack. So I've got everything, all the weights on the, on the power rack itself, and they all have to say weighted out and made in the USA perfectly. <laughs> so <laughs> they've been really useful. They've been great. I've, I feel proud to use them every day. And I'm also very proud to introduce Brian. He is the owner of Wait it Out. I'm interviewing the owner of Wait it Out here on the Weekly Warrior today. Brian, thanks so much for joining us.
1: No, I appreciate it, Corey. And also, <clears throat> congratulations. I did not know you were expecting, so that is awesome to hear. And better, no better time than to build a home gym, so you're going to be there all the time now.
0: Yeah, so. and it'll be great because <laughs> my wife uh, obviously is a fitness connoisseur. She was a CrossFit coach and still works in the fitness community to this day. So, we both utilize the gym all the time. And so, it's, it was one of those worthwhile investments that we knew we would use, um, but didn't want to drive to the gym Mm -hmm. anymore. And we won't want to do that once we have a baby. So, (laughs) and it'll be our first. I don't, I don't blame you.
1: Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's nice to have your own little setup too, because you're the only one using it. So,
0: we've been, (laughs) and that's, yeah. I mean, we've been going to the Y here in Cadillac, Michigan now for like two years. We've lived here and, uh, as as most of you can probably think of this experience, you go to the, like a gym like this, nobody talks to each other. Everyone's got headphones in. (laughs) So it was like, I'm already used to working out alone anyway. I might as well do it with whatever equipment that I actually want.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And you get to have it all the time. Nobody else touches it.
0: Absolutely. I love it. We've used it almost every day that we've had it. Even, even on the days when it's been like, five degrees or negative you know we had a couple of days it was in below zero so that was interesting but i was getting my cold exposure while working out
1: <laughs> so next is a heater maybe yeah
0: we have a really shitty little portable electric heater that we'll be upgrading uh at some point <laughs> so yeah brian uh i'd love uh i'd love you to introduce yourself to the listeners and, you know, who you are, what do you do and where do you do it?
1: Yeah. So obviously my name is Brian. I am started to out. Like, like a lot of pandemic people with businesses started it. Um, just happened to out of the right place, right time. I've always wanted to be in a fitness business and it just there it was there. The opportunity arose, but um, started 2020 and I was official, I guess in October when I got an LLC, I just was doing it for fun and helping local people out. Mainly, I wanted something for myself, but then I started bringing it out there. I was like, yeah, let's go on Facebook. Let's see if people need help locally, and people loved them, and they're like, I've been looking for this for years. Oh, okay, it's not just pandemic. That's good. Yeah, so I was just going to be a short-lived, helping people out, and then move back on. But um, yeah, so I started there out of basically my house, right? And then I got a little storage unit, um, lifted every single plate off by hand, which wasn't that many, to be honest, right away, because nobody I had no customers. So... The storage unit did some thing, moved to a bigger storage unit. it got crazy. It was like another five feet bigger. So I got to put more plates in there and I was taking them raw and just kind of, I was, what was I doing? I was taking raw plates and coating them in oil down just all <laughs> one by one, hundreds of them at a time. And yeah, uh, trying to figure out we should coat these things. This is annoying. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's your question. Now here we are, right? we got a warehouse, not a big one, but it's a shared warehouse. and. It's hopefully growing. We're getting there. We're, we're, we're trying, like mainly just me and another coworker working together and and pushing stuff out and literally lifting weights every day. See?
0: That's so awesome. <laughs> so, what was the uh, yeah. what was your what was the motivation behind this? You said you started it during COVID, but even like before that, um, I remember in our early conversations, you had said you uh, were involved in sports. So, what were some of the motivations that gave you this idea?
1: Well, to be honest. I tried a, like a fitness distributor company for supplements that I wanted to jump into. And I was working with some wholesalers, e commerce wise, and nothing ever happened with it. I mean, you got one sale out of a year the whole time. And I was like, well, this is not good. But luckily, I guess at the same time, time is everything. I was able to use that same company to get started at the pandemic thing. So I always wanted to be in fitness, so somehow related. And I was also I was doing more heavy lifting in the past, and I was going to the gym all the time. But then, when the pandemic hit, I was like, "How do I keep lifting? I want weights." And I was like, oh, "I got to go to Facebook. I'll go get some weights. I'll get something for the I lived in a little apartment. I'll get something at least something to keep going." I mean, you know, everybody knows what it was like back then. You know, it was expensive. It's hard to find, and what you get is you know not good stuff. So I talked to some people I know because I'm manufacturing and. Asked them if they could make some and they designed solid steel ones, which were pretty easy to to make, I guess. Not easy to make, but they were better than doing cast iron at this point because just more expensive, just a lot more expensive, (laughs) put it that way. But it was easier to make and there was no downtime for it. So that was my background, just fitness, trying to work out at home. And that led me into trying to do supplements. That led me into doing, I guess, ultimately, here I am now. So you got his full circle back to a fitness aspect.
0: What a weird time it was. I remember when the gyms, when everything closed down, we were out, we were li- in our backyard. We were lifting uh, five gallon water jugs and doing like farmer's carries mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, a lot of banded stuff. And we went, there was a local playground. We were going to the playground and like doing stuff on the monkey bars and whatever. What a weird time. But yeah, I mean. It was interesting because, yeah, everyone was like, shit, we need some fitness equipment. And I'm, we went to like a Dick Sporting Goods in Lexington, Kentucky, right? And this was at the end of 2020. And when we went to the, the fitness area, they had one dumbbell. It was one 35 pound rubber dumbbell, and like everything else was gone. So we held it, we bought that one dumbbell and we've held onto it until we got the weighted out stuff. So it was such a weird time. And what a perfect time to start like a weight producing company. <laughs> so yeah, oh, like right yeah, now it, it, was start, it obviously started off pretty small. I, I kind of want to hear more about like your, so your production processes, you were getting the weights and then you were finishing them like in your house and then in a storage unit. Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, well, basically, so I've got another company too. Just to preface this, where I'm, I'm a manufact in manufacturing. I work with a lot of manufacturers. I know the processes involved to do things, so I understand everything there. And I've got a huge network in the Chicagoland area. That's just like I know to get to get stuff done. We can get, we can figure out a way to do it. Let's put it that way. So I reached out to somebody, actually multiple people. Let's put it that way, and said, "Can you just get me this?" product. Can you just make these way this much and get them to me and I'll do the rest, right? Um, Because I don't have a multi-million dollar laser cutter or plasma cutter. That's just not my budget. So they they do though. So they did that. Then um, I ordered like 50 maybe at a time. I mean, I was, my hope was to get it for myself, but then I started, oh, there's a demand to keep manufacturing going in my local community and make sure people don't lose their jobs, right? That was the hope. Even though, what was I? my $5,000 a month was not going to save people's jobs or a company, but I felt a little better doing it. Something is there. Um, And so I'd get, I just get the cut solid steel plate raw. If it's a 10 pound it's a five pound, it's two and a half pound, whatever the case may be. And then I'd bring it to my little storage unit. And I didn't have a forklift during that, of course. So, 50 were fine to take off one by one. But when I started getting a couple hundred of them, that was getting annoying. <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of work yeah. without having a forklift. But it, you take them and I didn't coat anything right away. Just kept it raw. Um, then I just sold them just a raw piece of steel, basically. And then I started thinking, I was like, well, don't we have to mark these? Maybe show people can identify them. I know they can weigh them and find out. But we worked with the laser cutter and he was able to dial down some of his wattage on that laser so we can mark them what we did. So I just put the weight on there and then I just put a funny marketing thing called COVID 2020. So people have memorabilia and sold it on Facebook too. So, but just oiled them down. I, like, a, it was not a WD-40, but it was something similar that was non-greasy, but it would yeah. sit and protect it better. Yeah. Um, so I could at least get it there without putting too much expenditure and people were, you know, it was it was able to save costs to be able to give it to people on Facebook so they didn't spend $50, fifty two dollars a pound on something that wasn't that good. So, sure. um, I sorry I don't know where I was going with that. But <laughs> trying to get to that point where there was just t- re- reminiscing from all this time and knowing where I'm at now, I'm, I'm still growing. But I don't want to do that again. <laughs> that was exhausting. I was out in the storage unit and you know get orders. Finally, you know locally it was great. They could drop them off, They could pick them up. But when I started offering shipping, it's like, we could figure this out. We can ship to people too. get an offer up, just do something. Start offering shipping. And then, you know, people are buying and Then I'm packing in my truck, outside the truck, August, 90 degree weather. And yeah. I'm just sitting there sweating my butt off. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> That's just what I get myself into. This is great. But, um, yeah, so to to shorten that up a little bit, I adapted a little bit. I said, we got to start coating these. I'm not going to oil these down every time. Let's get them coated. Then we bring them in, right? And then we can engrave them. We outsource the engraving to somebody else that would do more of a production engraving. Um, and then it started looking like a real product, right? It looked like a real cool weight. And I was like, all right, so powder coated them. But then we started, you know, you run into problems all the time. Either the shipping, things are falling of the shipping package, mm. the powder coating chipping off, it's solid steel. So. Again, I'm just trying to go through the history of how it got to this. At least the, the gold coated color was the powder, the powder coating that I thought would be better than obviously doing the raw plate and oiling it up. Ran into another manufacturer coder that I knew and said, "Can you coat these? Because this is better." So they started electroplating them and a gold color. So now it's impregnated in the steel, where it's not going to chip and it's easy to engrave. But long. Now I engrave myself. I man—I don't manufacture plates, but I engrave everything myself. Nice. And I do all that. I pack it myself. I ship it out myself. I do say the marketing myself, mostly social media myself. Everything right now. I know it. it it's when you get your weight. I've touched it. <laughs> it's yeah. me, basically. So it's it's cool that way. I'm. I don't. Let's be honest. I don't want to touch other weights. It's a lot of work. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it is what it is right now, and I'm enjoying it. And I can have a special touch on there too for people. Like, if I know there's some somebody reached out to me and and talked to me a little more, I'm gonna, you know, we always want to put something special in there. So you know, it's like it's it's personal, um, and just enough to say like, hey, I I appreciate the support. You know, I know you guys, everybody's worked hard for their money, and and buying American made product is harder than buying you know overseas product. I know that, um, and for somebody to like yourself and others out there i really do appreciate it because it's just where i started and now people are like hey i know that i know this company like without your any better support from the day one there's no no way it could be this where it's at now let's see yeah. if it gets farther if it doesn't cool we had a good run and fun <laughs> well
0: something i love about what you're talking about is like you're you're sourcing the steel from other local small companies who are making, making it in the Chicagoland area, which like that, in, that increases the support of the local community even more. So like when I buy a set of your weight plates that you're coating and your laser engraving, but are being made in a, in a steel mill or whatever in a, in a nearby place and the steel probably, and the steel comes from America and it's made by American hands. I mean, that's, that's really and truly like at the older i've gotten and the more educated i've become cuz i never cared about i mean i wanted things to be american made and whatever but i never really cared and i didn't want to invest my dollars into it but the more you really look into where your money goes when you buy overseas crap it's like okay i can buy something way better that supports i think about it like it could be my dad down the street or it could be whatever and we're supporting each other that way and like i said we can't really change this sort of extreme political climate that we currently live in, but we can choose where we invest our hard-earned money because all the people who spend the money on stuff like this, we're working hard to to make it. So it's cool that you're branching, like you're also working with other local companies to make this happen. And the weights look sweet. I mean, like they're, I've never seen the like gold plated weights are super cool, and um, like I said, they every time I put them on my rack, they have to be all they have to say weighted out and whatever, all the same way because it, they just look that cool. But yeah, it's really awesome. So like from where you started to where you are now, how much has the company grown? Have, how much growth have you seen? Because it's been three going on, I get well two and a half years, three years now. So what what is that how yeah. has that looked?
1: Well, it's been a roller coaster ride. Let's put it that way. We've had more growth the past couple of months when, since we got the cast iron 45s done. We put a big investment in that. I just, you know, and, and wanted to, we wanted to make a better cost, but a quality product for people that, you know, unfortunately customers, we can't sell steel as an expensive product. So not every individual can afford that. And I know cast iron is pretty common, obviously, in the, in the weight world. So we wanted to make that, more affordable but there's a big investment involved in cast iron versus solid steel um, you get kind of a opportunity costs you, you get one good thing to one bad thing but it's it's easier to make solid steel but it's more expensive and vice versa um but anyway so when i first started the growth to now it was a roller coaster ride and it still is because you can we all know what happened in 2021 and we saw Everything extremely go up in price. Yes. Yeah. Beginning of 2020, when solid steel went up like four times the cost, and people obviously were mad at me because I'm too expensive. I was like, I I don't control the cost of solid steel. I mean, I can only get it where I can get it from. My everybody's hurting the same way, right? So, what? What my cost or what our cost to the customers was back in just right before 2021 started. So let's say December, November 2020. It was like, okay, you know what? So solid steel is inexpensive per se, compared to other things. We can charge, you know, 45 bucks for a 10 pound pair of plates. Well, okay, so sales started growing. Okay, we're like, we're on to something here. I hired a marketing company, spent all this money trying to get, you know, let's grow this, let's keep going. Um, And then I had to fire them within a couple months because the solid steel price got four times the cost and what sales were dropped significantly. And I was like, well, maybe I have nothing here. Maybe the market is just bad, but people like it. So I'm going to keep it for the, let's, let's just, it's going to dwindle away. I will have nothing soon. That's okay. Let's keep it going for people who are really, and I would say have a good following. They want to keep the sales deal because not everybody can afford it. So we kept it going and I was like, but I know there's something here. I got to get into cast iron. I mean, I don't want cast iron. I do want cast iron, but I don't cause it's not the same. You know, it's not as thin. And then after about a year and a half, I, I got it now. But it took a long time to get to that point to find out I can make the same kind of plate with cast iron and the yeah. same thinness and have handles on it. Because the handles were most important to me. Thinness and handles, right? Yeah. If you don't have handles, it's hard to pick up the thin plates.
0: Yeah. It's um, crazy.
1: Yeah. So, so during that downtime of 2021 to early 2022, per se, I was trying to get that cast iron going. I was trying to figure out how I would do this. And luckily enough, I was. I mean, I went from like I know it's, it's it doesn't sound like anything crazy, but went from maybe 100 customers a month to maybe 20 during like the beginning of 2021 to the whole 21. So it was a very rough time for it out, but I was like, you know what? It should happen. It is what it is. If you want to keep going, you keep going. And then and, and you know what? People like your stuff, you got good reviews. It, stuff will turn back around. I mean, the market will go back. It's, it's not really going to last forever. Even though a lot of people feel like this is the end of the world. It's not, it's just a matter of the, it's just, we're going through this wave, right? It, it was, it was, if you, you can see what's going to happen when the pandemic hits and you know, there's going to be ramifications, there's going to be repercussions. Just literally wait it out, right? Wait yeah, it out. Yeah. Wait and it out. That's and just right. Hold off. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's kind of, I'll give back to that story, how we got that name, but, um, Cast Iron Plates came out 2000, late 2021 or 2022. I'm sorry, it took me a year to get that after my first PO, and then sales started picking up again because now we're back on the okay, we're we're decent price now. We're competitive with the price for these things, and we're going to get more of an audience. Um, so right now we're in that growing phase. We were growing, then we just bottomed out to like nothing. Where I was like, we can't just keep throwing money around. It doesn't make sense. I'm losing money. I'm not making anything at all. Still not, but that's okay. We're gonna get there, and we're gonna make sure everybody's taken care of first. Um, but yeah, the, the cast iron plates are, are helping. I, I guess revive wait it Out. Even though it's, it's a small company; it's only been for almost three years. So, but it's been through so many changes. Starting a company during the pandemic was that's a ballsy move. A man. Time. I mean, I seriously, how-
0: that's a ballsy move. I yeah. uh, I can I didn't start a company, but I chose to make a career change as soon as COVID started. So I get, like, the uncertainty and the roller coaster and the whatever because, like, I left my job in social work and I waited three months because my interview kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And I finally started and uh, I worked for the Department of Natural Resources in Michigan, but it was like, did I I make a mistake? (laughs) Like, I might have made a mistake here, Um, but it all has worked out really well. I... I want to talk a little bit about the products that you offer, because I think that in this market, there's not much like what you offer Um, and what there is that's similar uh, is under a guise of like American made. And I'm going to I'm going to call it straight out like Rogue is a great example. Rogue makes some great shit. Um, however, when you go to their website and you start looking at, you know, what's made in America and what's not, a lot of their weights aren't made in America, especially the metal ones. And so that's why I, I bought bumper plates from a company out of Kentucky. And then I bought the steel plates from you. So what products do you offer? So like somebody who's listening to this, maybe if they're thinking about something, what do you offer and what can they look forward to when they go to your website?
1: Um, well, knowing that everything's made in America, obviously, all weight plates and everything that we offer on there is literally, I've had people ask me like, well, are these made in America? Yes. Are these? Yes. Everything's made in America. Everything's there and it's pretty much local to me so I can control the quality and the supply chain so to make sure it's all good. But, I mean, the weight plates you got were the, the yellow um, dumbbells and the the, the, the the plates for them, which... Again, the dumbbells are something that I was surprised people wanted. Uh, I'll be honest; everything that I've made is my own little like twist on what. When I find problems or people have ex- told me, "Hey, this might be an issue long term," like let's fix it, let's get it going. That's how you adapt to the product. And the dumbbells, I really didn't think. And I, they're, I mean, they're great. They're just a different type of product out because they are sales deal, and they're they're not inexpensive, and they. Already weigh 11 pounds, right? Each dumbbell. So you're, if you want to go below 11 pounds, you're not going to do it. So I was, you know, I was surprised that people still wanted to have that, but you know, it's not going to break. We know that. So anything about the products on there, it's, it's all made in America. I know that they're industrial grade stuff, and because we use industrial manufacturing, we're not, we're not going to use a manufacturer that's already in fitness most of the time. I mean, yes, it might happen. In the long term, they might get into something, but right now it's all industrial grade. Like the plates that we use is all, it's, it's made for Caterpillar uh, to do that. Those are Caterpillar steel. Okay. So, you know, obviously Caterpillar is not a small company. Right. And they're using the same steel we're using, that you're using on your, your plates at home. It's all Caterpillar steel. Um, so, and that's, I say most of that Caterpillar stuff made in America, I hope still Decatur, some of it, but (laughs) either way, we know the metal is so um yeah i try to digress here and try to get back to the products here all i can say on those is those products are my design or my coatings at most my coatings are what really what i want to set apart from everybody else solid steel yes thinness steel but the coatings are huge to me because i want them to last a lifetime i want them to I mean, I work hard to get a powder coating that's not going to chip, even though it's really hard. Not, powder coating is tough to not chip; it's just what it is. But for the solid steel, I worked hard to find that specific coating that I know is going to. If someone wants to work outside, cool. If someone wants to throw them out on the concrete, not going to break. The coating's going to stay on there. They're not going to tarnish. And that uh, I've had to wait out for a year out of my yard trying to see if it was ever going to rest. Nope. nothing there. That yellow yellowish is not rust yet. And i will eventually, of course, everything will, but so far, about a year, nope, you can feel a little rough part to it, but you can just wipe it off, so it's interesting how that has withstood my test of quality um but, yeah, I just say customer service, the website the I guess the story behind it is, is good too, people like that, and for me, it's just a it's just something I do now um. I know there's a, it's different for everybody else listening in, but I I just want to make sure they get the best thing possible and the best customer service possible and the best products and they get to meet their goals. I
0: I felt like when I went to the Weighted Out website, I was greeted by all the gold stuff. And I was like, man, this is so cool. And at first my initial reaction was like, this has gotta be a scam somehow, because this looks fake. <laughs> like these weights are like gold plated and whatever. and then the more I looked into it, I was like, okay, this is this is cool. It's a small company and it, it's legit. But um, yeah, like the dumbbells, I've never had a solid pair of dumbbells, dumbbells like that before. I've always used you know, like rubber coated or steel, uh just the you know regular five through one hundred pound dumbbells. So having loadable dumbbells that, like you said, don't go below 11 pounds for the most part we will never need that anyway but you also offer barbells the plates themselves are extremely thin which is really cool um so like I can load that entire dumbbell with basically almost all the weight that I had onto one of those handles which is sweet um so yeah it's it's super cool and I've been using it now it's been like two weeks I've been using them and it took a little bit of getting used to, just because, like, you, I'm like, I'm doing like swings, I'm doing snap, like hang snatches and cleans and whatever, and they've performed great. I noticed I was doing um renegade rows where you're in a push-up position and you're pulling the dumbbells up while you're down there. That was very challenging oh, yeah. because uh, the the hex dumbbells don't roll. I had to stabilize a lot with one arm and do that. I'm oh. like, oh man, that makes it so much harder, but it's great.
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna you know, add another uh workout in there
0: oh yeah oh absolutely yeah my experience with the 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 product so far has has been really great, and I really appreciate the that what clearly has been a lot of effort to go into the product that's there, so I'm curious when you start when you thought about starting weighted out um I'd like to know a little more you've talked about the story a little bit and then so I'd like to hear more about that. And then I have a couple follow-up questions. So why don't you give us like the story, wait, the waited Out name and kind of like the story behind the company?
1: Yeah. Well, waited Out name was just, I wanted a name for the company and my wife and I, there's nothing else to do. We took walks a lot, you know, every night and it was, and it was at that time, it was what, May. So it was nice outside in Chicago, at least, I don't know about michigan maybe yeah, it was a little was colder good. up there but yeah. um, <laughs> so there's a good time to take walks and think because what else are you got to do i mean it's not like you're going to all these events and going out there and seeing people you're like i'll take a walk so i kept thinking about something and she she said well why don't you just wait it out and see i was like well there it is done she i mean wait it out that's the whole it started with the pandemic and it's like it's 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 not just for pandemic. a lot of things and philosophies in my life it's the patience is a huge thing right we know in our lives that things come and go but sometimes we try to force things instead of letting them react and, and actually go the natural way so a lot of times you sit back and just wait it out you know things will pass good and bad unfortunately and fortunately but uh all you can do sometimes is just wait and that's it <laughs> and just so happen that one no pun intended and then the weight obviously is spelled differently than the other weight but it's same kind of thing and it's a weight play company so i was like oh that makes sense okay
0: as a future all dad right. i appreciate so. the play on words
1: <laughs> yeah well it's, it was it was fun to play and i'd love to have more uh you know dad jokes on this site but at some point i'm like wait i gotta look professional i can't just do that hold on <laughs> can't be like you said I can't, I can't make it weird all the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> just sometimes yeah right so
1: yeah just sometimes yeah, it's, i mean
0: but, it's an awesome story and like it was born out of this this time that was so uncertain and there was so much bullshit that surrounded all of it and it was so controversial and to 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 have something like the company waited out come out of that is pretty incredible and i'm i'm interested in your take on why why is it so important for americans to support smaller american made businesses um and can overall like do you feel that you can still find equal or greater quality going this route
1: yeah yeah i was i was going to touch on that something because i forgot to mention something about social media was fun during this whole couple first year that i was in because i actually put a mask on my logo for fun it was a marketing thing right i don't care what the beliefs are and what the thoughts are it was fun <laughs> so it was fun for social media to see everybody with just so many different comments on there i was like oh boy this is I love this place. This is awesome. But, um, anyway, so just to digress from that our the thoughts on American made stuff still. Yes. The quality high. And I think we're, this is, it's unfortunate that a pandemic had to do it. Um, but at the same time, I'm optimistic about it. Some people are negative about it. I, you know, whatever they want to have, I'm good with that. But for me, the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm seeing and the people I'm talking to and everything's so expensive, people keep buying. It's weird, but there's something good going on here out of this whole thing. We're increasing manufacturing and and what I'm seeing when I'm talking to everybody, the manufacturer, we're just so busy. I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is a good thing that people are bringing everything back. Um, And and America already had a lot of manufacturing to get wrong, but there were some things we were lacking on. And we found that out very fast when it comes to like PPE. That was a big one. Or, Microchips, electronics, that kind of thing, and now you see uh, a lot of these manufacturers start making all this stuff again. Like that's awesome. We can we can control our own supply chain. So if you support locally, you control your own supply, and you're easily, I guess, able to support get your community what they need without having to you know wait or understanding where your your money is going somewhere else that is not working for your best interest, let's put it that way. And when you're in a community, you always work for each uh, other's best interest, right? When you're supporting somebody else in a, you know, let's just say they're 25,000 or 2,500 miles away. That's not your community. Not even, I mean, local, it's not even local. It's way out there Mm -hmm. and that's not going to help your best interest. It's going to help theirs and they're going to, and that's fine. Everything, it's great to have it. I don't mind global at all. There's some good stuff out there. We need it. We do definitely Absolutely. need globalization, but we also need to make sure that if something does happen, we can do everything here without having to worry about anybody else's things. But the quality, I can control the quality here too, and I can walk down or not walk. I'll probably drive. I'm not going to walk, you know, twenty thirty miles. But I, I can probably uh, drive right to my whoever's doing you know steel or cutting them. I can say, hey, it doesn't pass my measures or. Um, I need something like right now. Let me get it, please. <laughs> it's just—it's so much better to be closer to everything and and supporting your community and supporting your hey, country. I don't want to sound like support the country everything, but I, it is supporting your country because that's your your product. It's—it's going back in. The, the, if you're paying taxes, you might as well pay it to yourself, right? <laughs> to the country.
0: Yeah. I think you made a, you made a great point about in, in 2020, when, when COVID really slammed us, we learned, like you said, we learned very quickly that our supply chain was so overly reliant on cheap foreign made products that all of a sudden we can't get any of that shit anymore. And what do you know? We don't like, we don't have some of the basic, you know, things that we're used to having. So I I love that having hands on the manufacturing process and being able to really take control of the quality that you're providing to American customers. And I I love it. I think that's great. So part of that is the marketing. So like how most of the time, how are people learning about you? And as you've grown, what are you like? What marketing tactics are you using? Because you're in a space where like you're fighting against some big companies you know like i said rogue soren like big companies in america what are you doing as a smaller company to get seen
1: well i would say you're probably not talking to the owner of wait i'm sorry you are right now but <laughs> i'm not talking to the owner of rogue in your podcast right yeah i assume you haven't talked to them yet no and you <laughs> never will because they're too big for that yeah <laughs> i mean you might i don't get me wrong you may talk them so i don't want to like not have a dream, but well, was I was talking to somebody the other day, and this it's, it leads into marketing because this is all part of marketing too. Because look, this is my community. This, I mean, what you're doing is helping other people in the community. And Rogue and Rep Fitness, they may not be talking about this stuff, but I can. I have the ability to talk to podcasts like yourself, uh, smaller manufacturers that do something different that I can help market. Uh, I mean, marketing social media. Yes, you're going to see my ads everywhere. Um, I'm competing with them because nowadays it's inexpensive to access data. It's weird. But at the same time, we're on the same playing field. Yeah, deeper pockets, you're going to have more marketing, right? But at the same time... You have to go in your community. You have to go and say like, "Here, this is what I have. This is this cool? What do you think? What's your feedback?" I'll talk to somebody like yourself, Corey, and be like, "Hey, this is what who I am. This is what it is." You're gonna show it to other people, and now people have an idea who you know. Not maybe not my face, but my voice. They see my face probably enough times already, but they have my voice, and they're like, "Okay, the marketing who I'm getting this from is actually supporting somebody who thinks and cares about." the fitness community you know it's not just he's there for the money um he's not just there to sell stuff and, and work with the highest followers influencers that kind of thing it's just like sure. yeah i'd love to work with a podcast with a million listeners in fitness or Joe rogan let's say i, I mean he'd probably yeah. get some attention for me do i want to work with him i don't know if he invites me on, i'll say hi it's fine but <laughs> it's i would like to do all of it i mean i, I want to hang out with the people who have one follower and hang out with people who have millions of followers because absolutely that one follower is going to have probably a lot more loyal followers. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, but They you sure. know, a million followers aren't loyal, like 2,000. Mm-hmm. So that's where marketing comes into play, the social media, the Google, um, TikTok. I'll do that. got to so yeah, do all that stuff. And I've done some like blip billboards that don't really work too well because you don't know how to measure your data and where it's coming from, but I don't know. It's the, this is different 20 years ago. I would have a different answer, right? Yeah, and then 20 years before that, different answer. And 20 years from now, I'll have a different answer. It's just adapting with the times and what's the strategy now.
0: Yeah, a lot of people talk about the uh, the dreaded algorithm, but I will say the whoever, whoever was managing my algorithm the day that I saw the waited out ad, I appreciate it because that was exactly what I needed to see <laughs> on that day. <laughs> so that was very helpful for me. Um, I am curious, you've talked a lot about what makes weighted out stuff, the plates. I know you sell barbells, awesome. What you know? What all makes that awesome? But what makes weighted out a better option than some other, some bigger, or other uh, other companies in general?
1: Um, again, I, I definitely need back to customer service. I think anybody can make what we make, except for the 45k, Sorry, I got a patent on it, by the way. But anybody
0: can make <laughs> what we make. That's awesome, good for
1: you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, but yeah, solid steel it's, and and the coating again. I'm going to go back to that point. The coating is a huge thing to me because steel is steel, but that coating is a very. I'm not saying it's proprietary because I mean you can people can find out, and figure it out. Not hard. It's just a matter of it, it's who I've worked with. They've made it accessible and inexpensive to make a high quality coating for my vendors. So, the customer service is the biggest one, in my opinion. You know who you're buying from, right? It's, it's, it's me right now i mean i'm not i'm not big like rogue or rep that i have you're gonna call somebody and you're gonna have multiple different answers i'm i'm gonna make the decision i'm gonna talk to you when people instagram me like hey what's going on they ask me something I'm like oh it's Brian and the owner like really you're talking to me <laughs> like, well, yeah that surprised
0: it's, me too i was I mean, very shocked to experience a conversation with you
1: <laughs> well that's that is i mean i, I hate to say hopefully one day i won't be doing all that stuff, right? But right now we're here, but I still wanna I still want to go in there and surprise people. Like I can still see the account. I can still answer questions if you know if somebody comes up like hey Brian, <laughs> what's happening? Um you know we we do have some fulfillment company that's doing some things because I I mean I won't be able to keep up everything. I would never get anything done. So we do have some of that to help me get my some time back. But um yeah, it's customer service, and just understanding that, well, I'm in the same boat everybody else is. That's it. <laughs> we're, we're just trying to live life and enjoy it. We yeah, go through it.
0: Offer a high quality American made product that is from a local company. I I think that's fantastic. Yep. Any plans for the future? Any future products that you can share and that aren't too secret?
1: Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I mean, nothing's really secret. I mean. I, it's a weight plate. Right? It's 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 as people say weights weight. Obviously it's not, but that's what they that's what people think. But I do wanna make once I get enough capital and and investments, I do wanna make the calf iron for the smaller weights too. For like the twenty-fives, the tens, the two fives, two and a halfs, and make them the like the pancake style. Then that's something that's already been done. It's, it's already out there, but it's not been done by me and it's a different company. So, I want to get those, um, and then I've got a, a jack stand that I think already had a prototype on the website. You probably already saw. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that, that was a multifunctional. Cool. Yep. So we people liked it. I mean, I was like, I was surprised because it was thin. It was a prototype, but just for you know to see if it actually functioned in the real world. And people really enjoyed even that thin one. So we're ma- making more right now at a three-quarter inch steel, solid steel, of course. So it's I mean, you can throw it against the wall, whatever you want. Not going to break and it's probably going to hold five, six thousand pounds. Not that anybody's going to get there, but I'm going to do that and that should be done in the next couple weeks at a three quarter inch version. And I'll put some, again, one thing about solid steel too if people like barbells, right? They like that sometimes they're babies. So when a solid steel plate is put on a barbell or a solid steel jack stand, sometimes they feel like it scratched up their barbell. So I will probably put some proprietary gripping material in the actual curvature area, whatever you wanna call it, where the barbell goes so it protects it a little more and grips it better. Same thing as you have on your dumbbells that, I don't know if you use them or not, yeah, but, yep. that, that do, you, I was gonna, do you like that better than knurling or is it kinda like, yeah, that
0: works? So, here's my, here's my biggest advantage over what you provide over the knurling is, right now when it's cold in Michigan, <laughs> that grip is actually not so bad to, to handle we don't have to touch mm-hmm. iron cuz you got the the 3m grip on there so uh we we were talking about knurling and like man knurled dumbbells are pretty awesome but in the in the meantime the uh the grip tape is pretty sweet too
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's obviously the grip tape is it's good cuz they were replaceable And in cold weather it seems to make more sense than i thought it would um but it's It also repels moisture and it was good, but the knurling can be an expensive process. So for the customers, we didn't want to have them spend more than they had to for a quality product, and this was our solution. Now, in the future, we'd love to knurl it, I and mean, we're probably going to do that, but also have the gripping tape with it, too, so they can put it over there if they, if they like that better. But, uh, yeah, it's, they're both good alternatives. It's just was, That was the one solution to set up ourselves apart from other people again. No, everybody has an airline, but nobody has three on gripping tape.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. All the other ones would be miserable when it was so cold outside, except for the weighted out loadable dumbbells. And I will say, I did my homework on the loadable dumbbells. I researched dumbbells from all sorts of companies, loadable dumbbells from all sorts of companies. And for the price, I mean, you guys were cheaper than much bigger companies and the quality like when I look at pictures of some of the other stuff, I'm like, man, I just don't, I just don't see another like 40 bucks compared to the price that you guys were offering. So, um, especially when I priced out like fixed dumbbells, I was pricing out fixed dumbbells, the same amount of weight basically that I got from you. And it was, you know, 800 bucks compared to like 600. So it was totally worth it going with the loadable dumbbells, but yeah so anything else you can share as far as like products on the horizon
1: yeah i mean that that kind of leads me into a couple of things for your sake with those little dumbbells and weight plates that's another space saving solution without having a rack full of fixed weight dumbbells right that's our goal right, is to not only save space in your bar we know that nobody's going to put all 45s on a bar and lift it right it's not going to happen but at the same time you have a weight tree at home you might have one or two weight trees you have a limited footprint space in your g garage gym your home gym your you know if you have a barbell club that you have you know limited space you don't want to take them off space with weight plates so we that was another big thing is space saving not just for getting more in your barbell that's we're trying to get i'm trying to get that marketing out there too because a lot of people say i'm never looked that much like what's not about that much it's about getting another piece of equipment in your gym so you can have another one you can have do more exercises um but that's that's one thing. So thinness is where that opportunity comes into. But another product I'd like to come out with the dumbbells is, is a fixed. <laughs> go back into it. I do want to do a fixed weight dumbbell. Um, solid steel would be great. Don't get me wrong. We might have some cast iron options, but solid steel would be awesome. It's just a matter again, you know, the price wise. It's, it's try to find that best way to make them with keeping the price down. Because if I were to take a, the same way I made the dumbbells to take one piece of solid steel then, lay that down to whatever size we need to make for the grip and the, the sleeves, it would be extremely high cost and nobody would ever buy it because this, this, if you're doing like a five inch to six inch head for a 50 pound dumbbell, you can't just take a five, six inch piece of steel round diameter and then cut it down and pan handle because you're wasting too much material. So there's got to be, I have some other ideas work with some engineers um, for solid steel and then cast iron solid steel too. We got, of stuff in the works that um, yeah, look really good. I mean, I'm I'm impressed with it. Just, there's just like with the cast iron blades that took me a year, year and a half to finally from an idea to the reality. Same with the dumbbells. I mean, it's taking months longer than you ever expect.
0: But and like looking at <clears throat> um, fixed dumbbells, even the market for that, as far as American-made stuff, is very limited, and which was surprising to me. I mean, you can you can get cast iron. Dumbbells made in America more than like the rubber coated ones, but even still, I was amazed at just the amount of. There's almost no American made dumbbells. Period, uh which was shocking. I would have never guessed. I mean, you can yeah. find barbells and weight plates and whatever, but uh fixed dumbbells just weren't really a thing anymore. Or if they were, I couldn't find them, and I looked a lot.
1: They're <laughs> there. They're large uh weights per se like i've seen some 15 20 pounds the largest ones because again if they're cast iron fixed dumbbell each dumbbell costs a a fee right it's not just make them it's going to cost you this much it's a huge investment for each side so you need to know you have a, a customer base that can make up for that roi to get to that point otherwise you're wasting too much money you've got a business you're done so a lot of people leverage the, the overseas market for those items because per cost they already have it available, and also it's really hard to coat things in rubber in America versus environmental rules. Which is good. Oh, I like environmental rules. I like to make sure. But there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of rubber that they can't dip, like a polypropylene or however, whatever they do for there that they ban in America. Huh, so that's another hard thing to find now. We we. Are trying to do a powder coating rubber feel to our cast iron plates too. So again, the new products leading to that. It's not always a new product, but it's new coatings too. So we want to try different coatings on on the plate to to have different feels to it. We found a gray and black one that's rubber ish per se when you spray it on. It's rubber like and, and we did a Linex one too. X was great. Yeah, but I saw the it one It just yeah. It's, the center hole was is the issue because we'd either have to machine it out more and make a batch of those or it would be too tight because the Linux is an eighth of an inch thick that goes down there and it adds weight on there and it added about a pound, pound and a half to that plate, which you know, you, you, it's hard to stay within that certain percentage and you had to do some more math on there and then you got to custom make it and it's another ordeal. But um, math is something that i'm working on right now and again another thing with 3m i leveraged them a lot because that's their innovative company and they are american based and a lot of stuff they do is american and uh i'm using a specific tape from them that is made in america too and the mats will be made in america rubber, you know, rubber ones but when i saw a post from garage shim experiment about What's the next thing? Innovation. You know, we want to see some mats because people are using gorilla tape to tape down their mats to make sure they didn't move. And I was like, well, I've been thinking about this for a while to have some kind of gripping—not the same gripping material you have. This is a little more high-end because you can wash this one off if it gets if it gets residue on. You can just wash it off and it's right brand new, and it'll stick really good on the floor. If it's if it's cement, if it's carpet, if it's wood, if it's vinyl, whatever the case may be. They'll still stick well and not move while you're doing exercises. Now, there's still some drawbacks on it. The cost is going to be high. It's going to be much higher because there's more process to it. But it should be a higher quality mat, and it's an investment. At the end of the day, your, your gym is an investment for years to come. So people invest into that without thinking about price. Um, but that, that that's something down the line. You know, trying to get these mats going, and it's we're in the engineering prototype phase right now. So. We'll see where that goes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, love it. I mean, the fact that you identified this earlier as we were talking, you can identify an issue or an idea that you have had for a while and make that into a very real product on a pretty short amount of time and then function test it and then get it to the market a lot sooner than if you were to go overseas and have to get it shipped back and this and that and whatever. So, I mean, some of this stuff that you're talking about, yeah, could be, could be sooner rather than later, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that is the beauty of it, too. Like I said, another bonus American manufacturing, if I get something prototyped fast, first walk down the road and put this on that, put that on that, do this, let's do it. Give it a shot and test it in the market. Plus with Instagram and, and Facebook and wherever the case, you could put out a thing. Does this seem to make sense, guys? And they say yes or no. Right, you get a lot more yeses and noes. Like, okay, let's put it out there, and then you start determining if nobody's buying it. Then I should probably not put it out there anymore, <laughs> or nobody knows about it. Right?
0: Yep, that's a good point.
1: So, try some things, keep it updated. That's the goal. Try something that nobody else has done before because it's, it's a very weight plates is a very generic business, uh, not business, but very generic market. Yeah. You get a weight plate, put it out. Yes, they're calibrated or they're not. Right? No. <laughs> so, it's, how do you innovate that? Or do you reinvent the, the wheel, per se? Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's hard to innovate something that literally you're putting s- steel onto steel and then you're lifting it. So how can you become more innovative with that? Yeah. And it seems like already with the products that you do offer with the weight plates and the loadable dumbbells and whatever, the coating and all the and the laser etching and all that, and the whole and, and just every, every the, the thinness of it. I mean, that's all pretty innovative stuff when you look at the market as a whole right now. So, yeah, I love it. I, I can't wait to see what you guys come out with next. Um, as far as where people who are listening to this, where can they find you guys? How can they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the simplest way is just going to or .com. They both go to the same spot. And obviously, weight is not, it's W-E-I-G-H-T, like a weight plate, bitout.us.com. Um, I picked the U.S. because it's U.S. and also the domain was cheaper. But you know, <laughs> it was, it, it worked out perfectly.
0: Well, cool, man. I have one last question. We ask all of our guests this question, and that is, what does being a warrior mean to you?
1: Adapting. <laughs> At the end of the day, you can't continue warning if you don't adapt. Yeah. So, yeah, just what I've learned from doing this is there's always an obstacle, and it's never going to stop. And if you think it's easy, you're never going to. Your expectations are everything. You need to manage your expectations. And by doing that, when you manage your expectations, and something changes, you understand that's not going to go right. You adapt, and then hopefully overcome that. You know. But now you don't always overcome things because things just suck. (laughs) But. Adapting is everything, and the, this changing mark the last few years have shown that. More importantly, and and just yeah, if you adapt, don't adapt, you die.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. That's that's great advice. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it with a couple thoughts real quick. If you guys are listening out there, if, whether you're looking to invest into a home gym or not, you might not be. However, take the extra time, take the ex- make that extra effort to look for American made products because I guarantee you there is someone down the street in a city nearby, in a state nearby that is attempting to do some cool shit and they need support and it will go a long ways and they will appreciate it a hell of a lot more than the company that's outsourced everything to China or whatever foreign country. So put in the extra effort, do your research and don't accept not made in USA as an answer. Brian, do you have any last thoughts before we sign off here?
1: I don't believe so. I'm, I'm just here if you guys need me, and I appreciate your time, Corey. This is awesome. I look forward to growing with everybody, and I always always appreciate the support. Uh, without any of you, without Corey, without individuals following me, I'd be just still working at some corporate job. <laughs> but no, I appreciate it, yeah.
0: No, I, I can't thank you enough. It's it's such a unique opportunity to be able to sit down with the owner of a company, whether big or small, um, and have a conversation like this that I believe is extremely valuable. And I appreciate your time and your attention and also all of the effort that you've put into this company, getting it to where it is and making it work because it has not been easy.
1: <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's very fulfilling
0: absolutely. So thanks again, Brian. And to all of you listening, we appreciate all of your time and attention. Go to waititout.com. Buy yourself something. Buy a flag. We got the flag hanging in our garage right now. It's legit. So
1: until we see you guys next week, discover your warriors within.